Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. and welcome to another episode of Business is Good. Today I'm talking to Paul Hargreaves of Cotswolds Fair. Now Cotswolds Fair is a certified B Corporation um, which honestly until I started uh, talking to Paul I hadn't actually heard of but interestingly um, B Corps are basically a new kind of business exactly the type of business that here at Business for Good we love that uh, balances purpose and profit. So they're legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers. Can you tell I'm reading this? Um, Customers, suppliers, community and the environment. And it's basically a global movement and community of leaders who are driving this business force for good movement. So it was a really a great conversation to have with Paul to hear about how he has taken Cotswolds Fair to be certified uh, B Corp, the challenges that that has involved and the impact that that's had on the business. So listen up, enjoy and yeah, enjoy this one. So I'm the CEO of a company called Cotswold Fair. Uh, We're a fine food wholesaler. And it's our 20th birthday this year, actually, so we're, we're 20. Um, I'm also a B Corp ambassador, which more, more later on that. And I've just written a book called Forces for Good, um, which is about businesses that are making the world a better place. And I also do a bit of speaking around that, that kind of area, too. That topic. So I wear yeah. a few hats. Um, and <laughs> four different hats. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and actually, as I think I said when we, when I kind of contacted you to say, will you please come on my podcast? It was the piece around the the forces for good and the B. Is it B Corp or B certified? Uh, Okay, so the. If you are certified, you're called a B Corp. Uh, right. Obviously, the the process is, is is the certification process. Yeah. So. so, so can you tell me a bit more about that? Um, what it involves? Um, yeah. And even so, why why you did it as a business? I guess. Okay. So I, I think for us, we were, and this this actually is quite a common story. But we, I always believe that business shouldn't just be about making money. It should also be about making people's lives better and making the the planet better. Um, But until I ran across the B Corporation, um, the B Corps organization, I didn't realize that there were other people like me. And and I've heard this story from others that we were kind of plowing our own furrow without realizing there were other people in the world who didn't just believe that uh, business was all about making money for the shareholders. So, 
very pleased to run across B Corp. I, I think I first ran across them in about 2014. And as far as I'm aware, it's the only certification process that judges how good businesses are for the world. So it's a pretty rigorous process you've got to go through in order to become a B Corp. And lots of people don't get near there, to be honest, and maybe have to do a lot more work in order to to right. get over the line. But everything you say you are doing, either for the planet or for people, you have to prove. So you need, you can't just, I mean, there's a there's a term called greenwash, which is happening more and more with corporate yeah. businesses yeah. now. They want to look good. They want to, you know, they want to get more people to buy their stuff. So they look like they're doing stuff for people and the planet. But actually, a lot of it's just window dressing. Yeah. So there, it's unlikely that they would ever become a B Corp because they wouldn't be able to produce enough evidence to to get them over the line. So, yeah, there's about 220 in the UK uh, currently, about 3,300 worldwide. And actually, if you add together the turnover of all the B Corps in the world, they're about the 74th biggest economy on the list of countries um in gdp so they're about the same level as ecuador actually <laughs> interesting so it's, that's fascinating actually so it's actually a kind of a, a business beyond the benefit of of the you know what you're doing for the planet and what you're doing for people and is it is a business benefit as well to you do you do you feel i mean is do you think that's why people no, well, what are the reasons they should with you or not? I hope, I hope not. If they're doing it just to make more money secretly, then they probably wouldn't be able to get certified. Now, yeah, actually, I've just... One I've, of I've the just, criteria not to have. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've just written an article, actually, this week, and I've, I sense that there may just be about to be starting some kind of commercial advantage of being a B Corp because the profile of... I've, I don't know if you... Um, you're probably aware of the climate strike last week, last Friday, actually, and yeah. today. And in, in a very short time before that, they managed to get a, a plan together. So the, there's some B Corp uh, digital adverts went up all over London, which apparently one and a half million saw. They were in stations and, and places like that. But for most people in the street, B Corp they've never heard of, but I think that's that's on the cusp of changing. So, so far, we've had no real commercial advantage at all. We supply retailers. Most retailers are only looking at the single bottom line. Um, that Most of them aren't interested in the planet at all, actually, sadly. Uh, but I do think things are about to change. I think we will see some commercial advantage uh, in the future. Uh, we haven't so far, but... At the end of the day, anyone who's in it, that's not why they're here. Yeah. At that, um, I believe, and it's, it's, uh, there's a chapter on this in the book, if you do prioritize people and you do prioritize the planet, actually a lot of businesses will end up more, making more profit. So it, it's, it's um, interesting juxtaposition, really, because the ones that aren't just focusing on profit and trying to do good stuff actually – long term will be more successful yeah i was actually at an event yesterday and um the soil association were talking and they were talking about the you know to be certified organic and they were starting to say that um they can see a economic advantage not just in terms of you know um 
uh, not just the advantages in terms of what it's doing for the soil and what it's doing for the supply chain, but they're saying that they're starting to see evidence that perhaps there is an advantage of these businesses once people really start to understand it that they are starting to see uh, see see an advantage for that in their business growth. So it's interesting yeah. that you that you say that because I think it's possibly a a similar. It, obviously, it's it's not, but it, it's it's working towards that same goal, isn't it? Mm. Doing good. Yes, and I think consumers have had enough of fat cats. They've had enough of shareholders making ridiculous profits and they are starting to want to buy into brands and companies that are doing some good in the world. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I was, I was, um, chastened if you like to write the the book I wrote last year, because I was just sensing we're on the cusp of something different and the book was published in March. And sure enough, since then there's been an amazing transformation in people's focus. And we just think of extinction rebellion and all the focus now on on the climate emergency, that wasn't happening six months ago. So no. I think consumers more and more are going to vote with their feet towards ethical brands. And they're going to walk away from brands that are greenwashing or, or aren't ethical. So some of those companies will probably go out of business unless they change. So that's that's the exciting thing. There is now consumer yeah. pressure towards good companies and good brands. Yeah. So what? What's? I mean, you said there's quite rigorous procedure for to be B certified. Is it? How long does it take you? Um, what sort of thing do you have to do? Uh, okay. So there's, there's there's five kind of categories that you you have to look at. Um, I hope I can remember them all. Um, <laughs> I should do, shouldn't I? As a people pressure. I'm putting you under pressure. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, there's governance. So that's you know company culture, company DNA, if you like. Uh, there's community. What are you doing for the local community? Uh, there's people, which is about your people and the people up your supply chain. Uh, there's consumers. And finally, there is, of course, the environment. So you're scored in all those areas. Now, you don't have to be perfect to be a B Corp. And obviously, some companies are much stronger uh, in certain areas than they are in, in others. Um so the, the total possible score is 200 and to become a B Corp, you only have to score 80. But let me tell you, uh, that 80 is quite hard to achieve. Is so, it? Is it? Yeah. So the first time we certified was in 2015, we got 84 points. Um, I mean, we're at, we're at, you know, in a, in a way we're a dirty business. We're moving, uh, nearly a million boxes around the, the countryside each year. Um, so it's much harder for a business like us than say if you were putting in solar panels on to roofs, you would automatically get a higher score. So it's harder for companies like us that are normal businesses, if you like, yeah, um, to get to get a high score. Um, so we had to work hard to get the eighty four, and then we recertified in twenty seventeen, which is what you have to do. You say so it's not like a once in a lifetime certification oh great got my certificate we can do what we want no yeah, yeah. you've got you've to recertify it's yeah. well, two and now it's every three years and the other interesting thing about the recertification process is the bar actually gets higher each time <laughs> so we only actually we were doing so many more good things two years later yet slightly disappointingly i will say we only got 84 points the second time as well so and we are recertifying again next year in 2020. Yeah. Um, 
So each time we've done actually a lot in those years in between, but we may not score any more points <laughs> next time, even yeah, though. Yeah, I- does, it, does it form? I mean, I'm guessing it, 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 it informs the whole way that you run your business. Yes. So initially, it was largely driven by, by me. I'll be honest about that when we first certified. I think the, the nice thing for us um, over the last few years is that the, the culture is now that everyone is, is driving it forward. In fact, the management team is, is less driving it forward in a way because we have within part of what we did two or three years ago, we set up some change groups within the company looking at, and there's a couple of environmental ones, a people one, a community one. And it's their job to kind of drive us forward. Um, And the only rule about those groups is no one on the management team can be in them. So they come up with some great ideas, present them, and a lot of them we we take up. So the the big difference is now, rather than being driven top down, it's uh, our change is coming from everyone within the business, not just the, uh, the leaders within it. And do you think? And do you think that's a, a fundamental kind of like factor in keeping a in keeping your certification, but also in making it successful and, and sort of driving it through the business? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're a far. I mean, we were. We yeah, it wasn't a, a bad company to be five years ago, but we're a much better place to work when we were there, and and happier. Actually, that's the interesting thing is that. Um, we've got a much happier company than we had five years ago. And I think it's part of people feel part of the, the purpose of why we're here and, you know, job fulfillment and, um, general, well, we did a survey actually a couple of years ago, um, which we do regularly. One of the questions on there with a simple yes, no answer was, do you enjoy coming to work? And we actually had a hundred percent yeses on that. That's amazing. I, I did have to check anonymous. whether the uh, no button was working, uh, but, <laughs> but it was, so that's all right. <laughs> and do you think it has an effect on your, A, your recruitment, but B, your retention as well? Or is it too soon to tell that? Yeah, definitely re- retention. Yeah, I think um, I think now we've got the right people here, yes. I, th- I think um, obviously a lot of the people that have joined in the last two or three years have that's part of the reason they've joined because they like the fact of working for a company that isn't just thinking about money. Um, so yes, absolutely. And this year we're actually implementing, um, employee ownership scheme as well. So for a discounted rate, employees can buy number of shares in the business, which again helps them feel part of it and, and um you know obviously increases productivity and motivation too so yeah yeah no it sounds it sounds really uh, it sounds really interesting is there certain types of businesses that um are, are there any businesses that are excluded from becoming b certified or is is it open to anyone any business uh, um that's a good question. And the answer is yes. And I won't remember all the categories, but you, if you're making arms or uh, producing tobacco, <laughs> you know. Can't, uh, yeah. Basically, stuff that's uh, killing people it is, uh, <laughs> you can't be a B Corp. You can't be an arms dealer <laughs> and be a B Corp. No, no. 
no, no, no. But you know, but for most small businesses in this, in this, you know, in the UK, if they wanted to, in theory, they could become a B Corp. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are, until now, until recently, there have actually been a quite a high number of very small micro businesses, if you like, that are, that are B Corps. It's probably slightly easier for them to certify because the more complex the business is, the harder it is to gather all the evidence. Yeah. So we, we're quite a simple operation. We're just buying and selling stuff. But obviously, if you're making stuff, if you've got a, a retail side to the business, if you've got a farm, I mean, some of our suppliers who are looking to certify have a farming side to their business as well. Uh, there's quite a lot more to do if you've got that kind of complexity in the business. But yeah, it's open to all. And actually, um, whilst of late, it has been the larger companies that have kind of raised the profile. Companies like Ella's Kitchen, Innocent, Body Shop have right. certified yeah. in the last year or so. Um, it's it's probably predominantly smaller businesses than that. Uh, well, actually, 99% of businesses in the UK have less than 250 employees anyway. So that is the majority of... Yeah, exactly. And exactly. That's, that's one reason why I wrote the, the book last year was I was very keen that normal businesses can do this. And it, you don't need to be an intellectual or highfalutin corporate business to to become a B Corp. You know, a window cleaning business or a plumbing business can be a B Corp just as much as a, you know, a kind of um, big corporate or a, a company with, you know, purely ethical foundations like Patagonia. So, yeah, very much. Um, it's, it's got, if we're going to see the change that we want to see in the world, it's got to be normal businesses um, that see see this and get on with it. So why why did you go down? I mean, obviously, there's lots of different ways as a business that you can um, you could do that kind of like giving back or that that whole kind of like um, developing the way you do business. Why did you decide particularly on the certification? Why was that important? I think it's always good to to be judged on what you do. It's like a you know financial KPIs. Yeah. Each week. Um, gauge where we are at as a company on that level and it's good to be as we're saying people, planet and profit are equally important it is good to have some accountability in the planet and the the people side as well as the, the, the financial side so that's that's probably the main reason as I said before the, the fact the bar gets higher each time forces us not that we would probably held back anyway but it you know actually we're going to be judged more harshly yeah. in two years time we've got to keep moving forward here so yeah, exactly yeah exactly. That's, it's the same with our we've just done we've just gone carbon neutral actually in august and we were um using an organization to offset some of our carbon that just trusted us on the figures we produce and i wasn't happy with that so we've we've moved to the carbon neutral certification company which we are now assessed on that because I wanted the account. I don't. I didn't just want to send in the figure and X tons of CO two. There you go. No, I wanted to to actually be check we're doing it properly. So um, yeah, so it's the same as that really accountability. And also, there's the community side. It's good to be hooked up with other companies that are on a similar journey to you. And and I always say most of my 
good ideas my employers think are my ideas are actually stolen from other places <laughs> so um don't tell them but uh yeah no it, podcast it, it, now, Paul. and then well, we, we we have our good ideas nicked as well so it's yeah all, of course yeah um, yeah it's well, good they say, isn't that saying that no idea is a new idea or something yeah, i probably. don't know there's some yeah. some sort of uh, phrase about it. um yeah because i mean i as part of my business i i i um donate to um via a company called um b1g1 which is i think it's yes. buy one g1 do you know them buy one give one yeah buy yeah, one, give one, yeah that's yeah, it yeah. and you can select your um united nations sustainability mm. goals that you want to yeah. that you want to support and then you set different criteria around how you're actually going to do that so even as a micro business which is essentially what i am I've selected supporting women um, and uh, education yeah. as the two that I'm supporting. And so I relate mine to, so even, even as a service-based business, I relate mine to, okay, when I increase social media followers or social media engagement, I donate. Mm. When I have a birthday, annual birthday for the business, I donate more. And so then I pick the, pick the kind of like projects around that. Mm. Um, so, you know, even as a small business like myself, I can, I can do that. And I think it's important that we, that we do. Absolutely. I mean, I, as I say, um, just as a, I, I want to support sort of women, women led businesses and mm. particularly those in the, in, you know, developing countries. So I really, I, I'm really kind of like heartened by the fact that so many businesses are, but to me, it seems like so many businesses are starting to think about that. But I know there's a hell of a lot still that are not. So yeah, more and more are. But of course, it's partly yeah. a function of the the population dynamics. Yeah, uh, you know, half of people nearly. I think it's next year, half of people in the workplace will be millennials or younger. So yes. these things are bound to change, aren't they? As the probably more traditional type business people stuff retire more and. Uh, yeah. yeah exactly exactly yeah. so um uh it, how long had you been in business before you did the before you went for the sort of like the the, the b certification oh uh was it something i mean was it something that was always at the heart of your yeah, business and, yeah, and you just yeah. that sort of like sort of certified it or was it something that sort of came to you afterwards no well both actually so initially i, I came from the charitable sector when i started is it starting to rain there or something <laughs> uh, i came from the charitable sector um into the business world really uh, yeah it was an accident in in many ways um and I'd been working with a lot of uh, downtrodden people in the inner city. And yes, we were seeing lives change to some degree, but I knew that their lives were really not going to be turned around unless they had employment and some kind of routine to their lives. So when I started the business initially with someone else as well, actually, um, three of the first five people we had were people coming from a troubled background. So we had one guy out of prison. We had one ex-heroin addict and we had one ex-alcoholic. Um, 60% was probably a little too high in terms of uh, percentages within the company. But um, yeah. So that's where we started. Now, I'll take full responsibility for starting in the right place, but probably, yeah, due to the pressures of 
starting a small business, having to pay the wages at the end of every month, we probably moved away from from that heart, if you like, at the beginning. Um, it's easier, you know, you, you, to do this stuff, you need a business that's successful and sustainable and it, it is, you're not worried about going out of business yeah. <laughs> next yeah. week. So it's a difficult line to tread. And we probably fell more towards actually just the business side rather than the other stuff. So I would probably say about halfway in after 10 years, we started to come back to the business as a force for good uh, dynamic, if you like. And we started to get, we got involved with an orphanage in in Kenya. I started going out there, taking teams, uh, doing balls for our suppliers and customers, raising money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that would have been in 2009. And then, as I said, it was about 2014. I ran across B Corps and we first certified in, in 2015. But I would say that probably throughout, you know, even the more difficult years, somewhere in the DNA of the company was, we're not just here to make money. So that's always been there. We've not been, well, it's partly because I probably hadn't got that culture within the business enough. And we were growing ridiculously fast at some points of that journey. And at that point, all you're doing is running to stand still and, and recruiting people rapidly just to fill gaps. And we ended up with a lot of the wrong people in the business, to be honest, who weren't going to be going on that journey with us. So that was a painful time, actually, and that was 2014 when, through various circumstances, um, probably about half the people in the business actually left. <laughs> it's a bit of a long story. It, it is all in the book, but I yeah, probably yeah. haven't got enough time here. But we had a, put it briefly, we had a big kind of meltdown, IT meltdown. It was horrendous. We were letting everyone down. There was complaints coming into the office at, of a rate of about 100 a day. Um, complete carnage. And at that point, a lot of the people who weren't committed to the journey we're on actually disappeared. Now, it was a terrible time for the business. We almost went out of business, actually. But a very positive result of all that was the half that were left were the right half, and we yeah. could build from there. We've, To be honest, we've never looked back from that very low point. Um, we've we've been moving the right direction ever since. But it was my fault we got we got into that position anyway through uh, some poor recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows you, doesn't it, the ups and down of running a business? Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. You know, I, I I said to someone the other day, I feel like sometimes the appropriate word is relentless because actually that's what it feels like sometimes, doesn't yeah, it? And, absolutely. And it, and it can be feast or famine with yeah. with with what you're doing and yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think unless yeah. you're on that journey yourself you just don't know no. and I've had I've had two absolutely lovely years um because I don't I don't do that much these days I've got a very good management team and uh, they're very good at what I'm they sure do. you do more than your you know when you say you don't do much I'm sure <laughs> well I, 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 I'm I've got my hand on the tiller uh that's it but I don't I'm not that involved with the the day-to-day stuff but we had another kind of mini meltdown a couple of months ago um so we moved warehouse mainly to reduce our carbon footprint which um is a 46 percent reduction it was the right thing to do but we had six weeks from hell following that move uh, which was in early august so 
we're just coming out of that time and suddenly I'm right, I'm, I'm in up to my ears again in the problems um, rather than the joy. So like you said, it is a roller coaster. Uh, but I, I, I'm a, a strong believer that in those pressurized times, that's really what forms people. So I can yeah. honestly say as a, as a management team of the business, despite feeling probably absolutely exhausted, to be honest, at the moment, um, we're stronger, more resourceful, and and we will go from strength to strength from this difficult point onwards. And I think that also the fact that you still embrace making those changes um, is, is, ama- is amazing, actually. Maybe know that some yeah. of that's going to yeah, possibly probably. happen, but... But you're still yeah, going for it anyway. Yeah. I, well, yes. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that stands still, as, as anyone here um, in the office behind me would tell you. Um, <laughs> they might like us to stand still for a minute, but it's not really like, what... It's not, in the, it's not in our DNA, actually. So uh, one of our company values is challenging the status quo. Yeah. Um, and really, the people I've got here now like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to, right? Because yeah. otherwise, it's not the place for you to work. No, no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, are there any? Um, I mean, I, I think it's just a, a really interesting, fascinating story that around that. So, are there any companies in particular that you admire for what they're doing? Um, I mean, you mentioned like Body Shop and Ella's Kitchen and stuff that are B certified. But are there any sort of like that you look at and you think? Yeah, they might be bigger than you or whatever, or even smaller, but are there any that you look at and think, yes, that's that's what we're aiming for? Yeah, so sorry to keep coming back to the book, but I was my some of the books about us, but I realized as I was writing it, my editor also told me so that you need a lot more examples in here of what other people are doing. So there is a yeah. good selection in there. And a couple of companies I mentioned more than once in there. One is uh, Timpsons. So James Timpson wrote a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. foundation for the book. You probably know that they employ 10% of their employees are straight from prison which I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, totally inspirational, actually, and, and quite funny in a way when you think they're making keys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Don't they do the street cleaning as well? Is that something that they do? They do, yes, they do. Oh, provide they've, even got, uh, they've got barbers, had, had, had barbers now, as well as um, yeah, shoes. That. Yeah. Um, and another one is uh, Cook. You may know the frozen food. Oh, yes. yes, shop. yes. They've got about 90 stores and they also supply their products to lots of other customers, a lot of our customers. Um, they also have people in the kitchen uh, coming from prison on, on day release and they're very, very good at getting their people to, to realise their full potential. Something that we've... Um, we're copying that they do is they have a, a something called a dream academy so right. they get people to write down their dreams and then as a company they will help them achieve those dreams now that they may not be anything to do with work whatsoever but they can be work related or they can be personal related and um they they have a dream manager there and i think it's a man his job is to help people achieve their dreams, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And what employ- employers should be doing. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that about them. I'm going to look that up. 
maybe see if they'll come on the podcast. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, now I can I can put you in touch with. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I just love that whole um, the ethos around that, and I think uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's, I guess when we got I guess in the what I'd like to see is some of these bigger companies not doing the greenwashing and looking at initiatives like that. Mm. One that I recently saw was, and they're not particularly a, a big company, I don't think. There's a company called Beco, Beco, they make soap. Okay. And they impl- they're doing a campaign at the moment called Steal Our Staff. And they employ, I think, something like 65 or 70% of their staff are disabled in some way okay. whether it be visual impairment mm-hmm. or, or what it is and but what they're saying is they need those staff to move on to other jobs because they want to employ more people mm. so in that you know so that yeah. they can employ more people so they're like are. a stepping stone yes yeah. Yeah. so yeah. they're doing this whole campaign around can you steal our staff please can you employ them because we want to be able to employ more people yeah that's great i, I saw yeah. that and yeah. i just thought that is just phenomenal that, mm. that, that that's the way they're approaching it. And to me, that's kind of like, how can we all, but I, but I also realize that not every company is in the position that they can do that. Right. Because, you know, it depends on what you're producing, what your business is. You're not, you know, always able to do that. But I think if we could all maybe make yeah, it. Yeah. 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 It is hard. I mean, we, in some ways we've outsourced our warehousing um, three years, three and a half years ago which does it has reduced our ability to take on the more unemployable uh, people and, and yeah. give them a, uh, a leg up so that's uh, i mean it's the right thing to do don't get me wrong but that's um it's something we've lost having said that we're in, a, in next year we're opening a retail outlet so we'll be able to um do that kind of stuff again yeah. in, in a, in a different place. So, where's that going to be? Is that in near your office? Uh, it's in the no. It's um, going to be in the Bristol area, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Farm shop. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. So I guess I guess the only other question I've got is what you know. Even if someone can't go for the you know maybe they're just starting out because there's a lot of people that are small micro businesses they can't go for the full B certification is there mm. what have you got any sort of like top tips of things they can do or should do or you know how to how to get started really i guess with having a sort of like a wider purpose yeah i think the most important well we had a we had a big environmental conference earlier this year which was absolutely fantastic and and one of the main messages that came out of that was don't let perfection get in the way of progress and I, think, I said that to my business partner the other day. Okay, cool. Um, and I think it's it's very important to realise that you know the problems in the world, uh, among you know, poverty and the, the planet stuff, can seem. What possibly can we do to make any difference? But actually, if we all do the small stuff, added together, that becomes very big indeed. So everyone can do something, whether it's to do with you know paying proper wage to the people that work for you or making environmental savings at, at, at work or at home and small things added together if every small business in the uk and the big businesses um did several small things each year the overall impact would be absolutely massive so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's probably my main message on on that side of things and yeah there are, there are some things we can do tomorrow 
Um, there are some things we can't do tomorrow, but we can do next month. There are some things we might have to do next year. But as long as you're always doing something and heading in the right direction, progress happens. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, even about even the, s- the smallest of business. I've got uh, another lady that I interviewed for the podcast. She's actually a personal trainer, but she this year has turned her personal training business into um, a social enterprise. And one of the things that she does, because she's out and about sort of doing um, boot camps and stuff like that in the parks and everything, she's in mm. Wokingham. She's actually doing um, sowing wildflowers with seeds in yeah. the- in the fields where she's doing the work, where she's doing the workouts. Because she's like, you know, we're out in the environment all the time, but we need to improve the environment. Yeah. Something even as simple as sowing wildflowers can be done by, mm. you know, by, yeah. by someone. And I thought that was such a great, great idea of hers to do. So Yeah, yeah she's just down the road from us to, then. In fact, yeah, we, she we, is. Uh, yeah. yeah, so one of our projects is the, this is a good example, actually, the Wokingham Food Bank. We... Um, are linked with um, so we give and it's a tiny amount of money for every invoice it's 25p for each invoice we generate which is nothing we don't we don't notice that but that is really significant for them they that gives them about 700 quid a month which they can do a lot with that um, so you know everyone can do something and a small amounts added together yeah and make a big difference so that's that's a good example actually yeah working and yeah yeah so if you fancy doing a boot camp there you go <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's lots of um people here who do those kind of things <laughs> i'll put them in touch <laughs> i'm getting too old <laughs> i i i yeah i i feel like that as well sometimes so i'm the clumsiest person ever so if i was doing if i was doing outside sort of running around the fields if there was a small hole i would be the one falling over for sure (laughs) so um yeah Yeah. okay well that's brilliant thank you so much um yeah i actually you've inspired me i'm going to go and look into this b b corp um be certified and see yeah. if it, in any way I can... Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, as I said, it would be easy for... Yeah. Viewers, uh, it's easier anyway. But um, yeah, and do, do um, when you produce, do encourage people to buy the book because there's lots of, loads of ideas in there of small stuff everyone can do that, that uh, can make a difference. So, yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go onto Amazon, and I shouldn't probably order from Amazon, should I? But anyway, no. There are. It is available from good booksellers as well as Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) You better not put that on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that bit out. Well, yeah. It's it's hard, though, isn't it? I mean, just on that Amazon conversation, I tried a couple of weeks ago to get a book from someone other than Amazon went to the bookstore did all the right things mm. and they were just we haven't got it we can't no, you know. but it, no mine is actually available on most online oh that's good still so yeah so how fabulous was that to talk to paul um 
I immediately went and looked at the B Corp website after I spoke to Paul. And um, if I if I read something from the website for you, it basically says we envisage a global economy that uses business as a force for good. Um, and it's comprised of a new type of corporation, the B Corporation, which is purpose driven and creates benefit for all stakeholders, not just shareholders. Um, they want to seek, uh, there must be change we seek in the world. All business ought to be conducted as if people and place mattered. How awesome is that? Um, I have decided I am going to try and get my business B Corp certified. I will keep you updated as to the progress on that. But for now, um, that's it for another episode. And tune in next time when we are talking to James Church from Robot Mascot. Thanks a lot. Bye. Tune in next week where we have more inspirational stories talking about moving your business beyond what it is and moving it more towards what you're in business for, what's important and doing good and changing the way things should be done.